0: Pastors touch our lives in so many ways. They are with us in life's most important and holy moments. They stand by us when we exchange our vows of love and commitment to our spouse. They are often one of the very first to welcome our new babies into the world, and with a long tenure like Doyle's at this church, often will one day baptize those babies when they are ready and maybe officiate their weddings And maybe one day baptize the babies of those babies. They are near to us when we or someone we love is sick. And they are with us when our time here comes to an end. And they stand with us as we lay to rest those that we love, bringing comfort to us in words and scripture and their presence. But most importantly, pastors, pastors like Doyle Sager, stand Sunday after Sunday in this very place, proclaiming the word of God. Pastors help lead us to recognize God's love for us and our deep need for God. And they help nurture our relationship with Christ. They pray for us, they hurt for us, they hope for us, they challenge us, and they love us through all the ups and downs of life. They're family. Doyle is family. And we grieve as those who are preparing to let go of one of our beloved family members. When Hannah and I planned our current sermon series, Known in the Unknown, we were aware that there were going to be a lot of unknowns in this year. And we knew that we would need to remember more than ever that we are known by God and we are loved by God and we are remembered by God when we cannot understand what is happening and we can't see what is coming. We had hoped, and we had prayed like so many of you that this, preparing for the loss of our Pastor Doyle, would not be one of those unknowns. Yet here we find ourselves together, known in this very difficult unknown. I wanna invite us today to lean into three things during this season. Those three things are grief and gratitude and good news. Why did this happen to Doyle? How could this happen to such a faithful and good man? He didn't deserve this. Those are questions that I've heard multiple times over the past few months, and I understand those feelings. I've had my own hard words with God about these things the past several months. And in keeping with his honesty and transparency, Doyle shared in a recent article this fall of his own questions in wrestling with God, asking, how could God let this happen? Didn't God care about my plans? In that article, Doyle reminded us that our prayers do not necessarily uh, alter the universe, nor do they tip the outcomes into the way that we wish for them to go. What those honest cries did was allow Doyle to pour out his pain and his anger and his words from his tired, weary soul into the very strong and tender hands of our God. And that was cleansing. And that is part of the miraculous power of prayer. In that article, and over the years, Doyle has taught us that Grief is not something to be feared, nor is it something to ignore. It may be delayed, but it can never be denied. In fact, one time Doyle compared avoiding anger or grief to putting a napkin over a volcano. We need to be very honest in these days about our grief. God welcomes our grief. God expects and God understands our sorrow. It is a reflection of our deep love for Doyle, uh, a reflection and expression of our deep pain at missing Doyle. And honest words of grief and pain or laments are the source of an entire book in the Bible and so many of our psalms. So it tells us that our laments and cries matter to God. Life is full of paradoxes and suffering, Inequality and unanswered prayer. Jesus joins us in our suffering. Jesus, well acquainted with grief, leads us through this darkest valley because he has already walked it and he knows the way through. There is no way around. We must walk through it. But we do not walk alone. The Lord, our shepherd, will lead us through As we lean into our grief, we also are invited to lean into gratitude. In times like these, it is tempting to go to scarcity. I know I've been there several times in the last few months. There wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough thank yous. There wasn't enough I love yous. There's simply not enough. But would there ever be enough? The caution for us is this. When lost in the not enoughs, we miss what is. Gratitude is a gift from God, a loving God that sets our hearts on abundance rather than scarcity. We have an abundance of precious memories with Doyle. We have an abundance of stories to tell of Doyle's impact on our lives. We have an abundance of love because of the way that Doyle has loved us and taught us how to love. And we have an abundance of God's kindness and goodness to us for allowing Doyle to be our pastor and friend for so many years. Now, it would not be right today if I did not include a quote from one of Doyle's faith heroes, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, an anti-Nazi theologian and pastor during World War II. In fact, Doyle found it quite humorous that some of our young people used to wager on whether Doyle would mention Diedrich Bonhoeffer in a sermon. So I offer these words from Bonhoeffer, written from his prison cell on Christmas Eve in 1943, just 15 months before his own death by execution. There is nothing that can replace the absence of someone dear to us, and one should not even attempt to do so. One must simply hold out and endure it. At first that sounds very hard, but at the same time it is also a great comfort. For to the extent that emptiness truly remains unfilled, one remains connected to the other person through it. It is wrong to say that God fills the emptiness. God in no way fills it, but much more leaves it precisely unfilled and thus helps us preserve, even in pain, the authentic relationship. Furthermore, the more beautiful and fuller the remembrances, the more difficult the separation but gratitude transforms the torment of memory into silent joy. One bears what was lovely in the past not as a thorn, but as a precious gift deep within, a hidden treasure of which one can always be certain. Gratitude transforms the torment of memory into silent joy. Our thankfulness for the gift of Doyle will be used by God to transform our pain. Our focus on abundance over the scarcity will be a balm to our grief as we walk through this valley together with our shepherd. While gratitude for Doyle is such a gift bringing us comfort in our grief, our gratitude for God is truly where our hope is renewed and where Doyle would want us to focus. We recall the words of Lamentations three, twenty-two through 24 which read, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. How grateful we are today for a God who loves us and knows us. A creator extravagant in mercy and great in faithfulness. And a savior that is victorious over death and despair through the resurrection hope of Jesus Christ. During these days of unknown, we lean into our grief and we lean into gratitude. And most importantly, we lean into the good news. For so many of you, Doyle has been with you in some of your hardest moments. Moments like these when we contend with death. And in the depths of our grief, he has proclaimed over and over for us the hope found in Christ and the power of the resurrection life. And he didn't offer those words to us as some kind of cheap or false hope or to serve as a crutch for us in our hour of need. Doyle believes every word he said, every word he proclaimed, every word he offered up out of love for us in our time of need. And those words are the very words that Doyle has clung to these past few months as promises for him, God's child, God's beloved. In Doyle's 2018 Easter sermon titled Resurrection, Love's Great Reversal, he shared these words. In Acts chapter 10, verses 39 through 40, Peter preached about God's love as the great reversal. Evil looked like it was going to win. Evil looked like it was going to carry the day. And then in verse 40, that small word, but. So important. But God had other plans. Love's great reversal. The resurrection of Jesus Christ reveals God's heart for us. Despite all we see around us, cemeteries, cancer treatments, war, terrorism, hate, We believe in Christ's victory over death. Jesus is alive. We believe in Christ's victory over death. Doyle devoted his entire life to proclaiming this good news. He walked all kinds of difficult difficult journeys with so many of us and even on his own. Yet despite all those trials, his faith in God not only remained, it was fortified. He has found that all he believed was true, and not only true, it was worthy of the cost. In Jesus' final words of reassurance and comfort and encouragement to his disciples in the upper room before his death, he said to them, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, friends. Be encouraged, church. Lean into grief. Lean into gratitude. And most importantly, lean into the good news of love's great reversal. By entering our world and our suffering and suffering alongside us, Jesus offers certain hope that surpasses any sorrow and any suffering in this world. This is the hope. Doyle is certain of. This is the hope we are certain of. This is the hope that we proclaim today and for all of our tomorrows. This is the good news. If you've been a part of FBC J.C. over the years with Doyle, you are very familiar with one of his favorite blessings to read at the conclusion of our services. Doyle prayed these words for us and over us. And today I want to conclude by reminding us of this prayer from Numbers chapter 6, Doyle's prayer for his beloved congregation, as we grieve, as we give thanks, and as we live as good news people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.